Welcome to the Overnight Trainer Podcast, where each week we talk about all things related to the world of learning and development, including facilitation, instructional design, sales enablement, and so much more. I'm your host, Sarah Canistra, and I'm an L&D strategist and career coach, and I'm here to take the guesswork out of becoming an L&D professional and show you how to unlock continued success in your learning and development career. I'm on a mission to quickly develop the next generation of L&D leaders who are looking to create meaningful and engaging learning experiences. So, if you're looking to transition into L&D for the first time, have found yourself accidentally in a training position, or are working up the ranks as an L&D professional already, you've come to the right place. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Overnight Trainer Podcast. I am so excited that you're here and super pumped today to talk about networking. Um, Before I do dive in, I just wanna congratulate. I have three fast trackers. I'm recording this on Monday, February 6th. This is coming out on hopefully Tuesday, February 7th. I haven't had internet now for like five days, but uh, I will hopefully hop on my hotspot and get this uploaded for you all. (laughs) Uh, But I wanna congratulate Margaret, Stephen, and Mary-Kate, who all have interviews coming up this week. And the reason why it's so important for you all to hear that and hear the successes is that there's a lot of noise right now. I did a podcast episode a few weeks ago around all the layoffs, and there's so much noise around layoffs, and they're getting so much airtime. And layoffs suck, right? I'll be honest with that. There are layoffs happening, as you know, as you've heard me talk about in this podcast, we're experiencing that in my own home right now. Um, So they're very real, they're very raw, and they're very heartbreaking. And at the same time, they're also very newsworthy. So we're hearing and we're seeing a lot of that. And so I really want to showcase to you all that the job market right now, the L&D job market is on fire, there are almost 300,000 more L&D and L&D adjacent roles now, February of 2023, than there were in October of 2022. So that shows you just the magnitude of what's going on as far as L&D and L&D adjacent roles. Like it's on fire right now. So now is the time to really be focusing on doing things like building your network and growing your uh, your marketing plan, you know, understanding what your niche is, getting really clear on what that direction is and going for it because the opportunities are out there for everyone, every single one of you listening, um, unless there's 1.5 million people listening right now, which I uh, wish, but I know for a fact that's not happening. <laughs> so for the hundreds of you that are listening right now, maybe someday, so, some weeks we hit up to the thousands, but for the hundreds of you listening, just know there are so many opportunities out there for you. And I want to wish the best of luck to Margaret, to Stephen, to Mary-Kate as they move forward with their interviews this week. All right, so let's move on to today's episode because I want to talk all around how to build your L&D network. And networking piece is really, really important. In fact, I'll tell you a story about a, a current fast tracker. This just happened again today uh, where she was um, interested in a role at a certain company and had a contact there, had a friend there. And uh, by the time she was able to apply for the role, the role was no longer accepting applications. But because she was had networked with someone there, uh, she was able to connect with the hiring manager and now she's in consideration for the role. So it's literally like just happened in the last hour, uh, which was really fitting as I started to record this podcast because 
The networking piece is really important. Now, networking, I, I want to preface it with networking isn't the only piece of the puzzle. So there's a lot of people out there who will say like, networking is the only way to get a job that you have to network and you have to network and networking is, is like, is the holy grail. It's no, that's false, right? When we look at how to achieve success, when I look at the hundreds of clients that I've had over the last couple of years now, there's really this kind of trifecta. And I'm actually gonna teach this in a masterclass coming up probably the next couple months. Um, but I wanna give you like the, the lowdown of it right now. The people who I've worked with who have had the most success, they don't just leverage one thing, right? There's no there's no such thing as a, as a magic, a, a silver bullet, right? A magic pill that we can take and all of a sudden, boom, right? So when we look at success as far as career transition, career growth, there's three main areas. And, and when we start to spend our time in them and feel into each one of them, that's where you'll see the most success. So the first area is applying, right? Actually just applying for roles. If anyone tells you that applying for roles is a waste of time, listening to them is a waste of time. That's what I'll tell you. I'll be real, I'll get on that soapbox real fast because the majority of my clients land their roles from applying to jobs. So that's still a very real process. Um, all my friends who are recruiters, my executive coaching clients, so many people hire people because they applied for the role. So just really want to put that out there too. Everyone's like, you know, it's just, it's all about your network. That's not true uh, necessarily. It Applying for roles is a big part of it. So that's one part of the trifecta. The other part of it is building your own personal brand. So how can people find you? Is your LinkedIn up to date? Is it optimized in a way where if I'm a recruiter and I'm searching for something specific and you have it, is your LinkedIn profile telling me that? Is If you're a designer and you're someone who has a role that requires a portfolio, is your portfolio optimized, right? So are, are people able to find you based on the personal brand you've created for yourself? And lastly, the third of the trifecta is networking and creating those relationships and leveraging your network, leaning on your network, learning from your network. We'll talk all about that today as well. Uh, so it's not just networking. However, networking is a big piece of it. And networking is a really helpful piece of the process. And when we do all three of those, we focus on applying for jobs, when we focus on building our personal brand, and we focus on building our network, right? When we're able, we're operating in all three of those, and it doesn't have to be equal percentages that we're operating, right? But when we're operating and we kind of have our feet, you know, our hands in each of those pots, you're going to see the process go a lot faster and a lot smoother and it'd be a lot more rewarding for you. So today we really want to talk about how to build your L&D network. And we're going to go over all of this like in depth. I'm going to teach you how to do all of these things inside of the new group coaching program I have starting next week. So it's literally called Build Your L&D Network. And we are going to go step by step together over the course of four weeks to build you a potent and prosperous network from an L&D perspective that actually gets you where you want to go. Uh, I know a lot of people spend time just like flooding their feeds, uh, collecting likes, collecting followers, collecting connections, but not really having an intention around it. And then asking, well, why isn't network working for, networking working for me? Well, it's because you don't have that intention around it. So I'm going to teach you how to do it intentionally, how to do it in a way that feels good to you. I know a lot of people are like, oh God, networking, like just feels so bleh, feels so icky, feels so salesy. We're not going to go that route. I'm really going to teach you how to create an aligned and intentional plan 
to build your network and we're gonna build it in real time together. So four weeks, uh, four weeks of us together, it's gonna be a mix of uh, live sessions, a mix of recorded, previously recorded content for you all, daily coaching from me over the course of four weeks. We're gonna spend really, really focusing on building your network. So today I kinda wanna go over high level and give you just a little bit of a taste of what we're gonna cover inside of that program. Um, that program is still on pre-sale. So if you are listening to this when it comes out on Tuesday the 7th, it is still on pre-sale until the end of the day today. On Wednesday the 8th, the price goes up to normal sale price because we're on, on pre-sale. Uh, I mentioned this program last week. Quite a few of you have already signed up, which was so exciting to see in all honesty. I was like, did a little happy dance every time I saw one of you register. Um, but yeah, it's going to be pretty epic. I'm really, really excited. In four weeks, we're going to build your network. But let's go into what that actually looks like. So the first part about building your network, here's the thing. It actually starts with you. <laughs> uh, I hate to break it to you, but building your L&D network, a lot of people just go external, right? And they say, okay, I gotta go out there and just completely you know, again, collect, collect connections. And that is not what building a network is about. Building a network is about being able to leverage, to learn, and to lean on a group of people, right? And so what happens is most people go out there, they try to build a network without having done any of the work to figure out what am I building a network for? Why am I building a network? What's my goal of building a network? And so the first thing that you want to do is, and everyone who knows me, you're going to like roll your eyes at me and I already know it and I already feel it and I love you anyways, is you have to know what your niche is. You have to find your niche. Inside of the Build Your L&D Network group coaching program, the first week we're going to spend is going to be all around finding your niche. Because if you don't know what direction direction is your the direction is that you want to go in how do you create a network i keep banging my i'm i'm so passionate about this y'all i all these clicks that you hear it's like my jewelry my rings just like knocking against my my keyboard because i'm so excited about talking about this i'm trying to keep my hands <laughs> try to keep my hands still so if you don't know what it is that you're looking for, how can you build a network around it? How can you build a network that you leverage, learn from, lean on, right? if you don't know what it is you actually want to be doing? And so it's really important, I'm gonna do a post on this probably coming up soon, but I, I had this idea today, well, I was thinking about this, I was, I was getting my hair done actually, around how we need to do the work internally to figure out what our own hypothesis is hypotheses, hypothesis, <laughs> hypothesis is around what it is that we want to do, right? That's part of what finding your niche is doing. And then using our network to validate or to test our hypothesis. So really think about it when you're going into building an L&D network, you want to go into it from a researcher's perspective, right? A researcher never says, here's the hypothesis. I'm going to go and make sure my hypothesis is true. The researcher says, here's the hypothesis of how this experiment will go. Well, now let's test it out. Let's validate it. Let's you know see, see what comes from that. And so that's the same approach you want to take with building your network, but it has to start with finding your niche. So for those of you, maybe this is your first episode listening. For those of you who have been around for a while, you probably can recite what I'm about to say next, but your L&D niche isn't picking a specific position, right? It's not about that at all. Your L&D niche is the intersection of your skills, your interests, and your values, right? What does what does the middle of that uh, Venn diagram, right? What does the middle of that look like for you? And really the way that we look at that is, is your skills, your values, your interests, that creates your own box, your own corner of L&D, where then you get to say, okay, what are all 
of the roles that exist out there that fit within my box versus you trying to fit into everyone else's box. Because if you haven't found your niche and you are trying to fit into everyone else's box out there, well then of course when it comes to networking, it's gonna be really, really confusing. Because if you look at the freaking, what, probably almost 1 billion people that are on LinkedIn, how do you choose who to network with, right? You probably don't, probably just type in learning and development and start like ravagely, <laughs> like rampantly connecting with people, right? There's no intention around it because there's so many people. But once you start to get really clear on, hey, here is my niche, here is my box, and this is what my box looks like, great. Well, now I can connect with people who are also in my box, who have similar boxes to me, right? Who maybe hasn't have an adjacent box to me. And, and you really start to I talk about this in Finding Your Niche too, where you move from that ocean to that lake to that swimming pool, where it gives you an opportunity to still move around, but it's not overwhelming when you're looking at the sea of, you know, a billion people. From, I would say last year, I think LinkedIn had like 800, maybe 800,000 users. Maybe we're like 900,000 users. I don't know. Um, so a lot of freaking people. <laughs> so really think about that as in regards to the first step of building your LD network has nothing to do with building your LD network, it has everything to do with you figuring out what is the direction you're going in. Because if you want to leverage, learn, and lean on other people, well, how can, how can they help you? How can you leverage them? How can you learn from them if you don't know the direction you're going in? So the first step is finding your L&D niche. And we're going to do that inside the Build Your L&D Network program as well. So um, if you've been like dying to get your hands on, on, on nail your L&D niche, we're really going to go through that in this program in the first week. And for those of you um, who are in Fast Track, by the way, who get this is included in Fast Track. So if you're like, I want it all um, and I want daily coaching from you for 90 days, um, then uh, come and join us inside of Fast Track. But um, the, for those of you who've already done Nail Your Niche, this will be a really great refresher and an opportunity for you to circle back. I always say it's important to keep checking in, keep checking in, keep checking in to make sure things haven't changed. So that's the first step, finding your niche. The second step is being able to articulate your niche through your elevator pitch. So that's a, a, a big thing that I see with people is they're like, okay, well, I know who I want to connect with, but what do I say? What happens when they ask me like what it is I want to do or where I want to go or like what is it that my next move looks like? You know, what if they ask about my experience in the past? How do I start translating that or having those conversations? And so that's a huge, huge block for a lot of people, even once they find their niche, to be able to then articulate to other people what it is that they're looking to do in their next role or transition into or to grow into, or even what they do now, right? Maybe it's not even about career transitioning. I know for a lot of you it is, but for many of you who are maybe very happy in your role, who want to stay in your role and just grow your skill set, you need your elevator pitch too, right? You need to be able to tell people what it is you do, how you do it, where you do it, right? And what your work history has been and what's led you to where you are now. So being able to articulate that is really, really important because without that, how can you leverage other people? How can you learn from other people? How can you lean on other people if you can't articulate where it is you've been and where it is you want to go. So your elevator pitch is a really important part. And I know it stops a lot of people from sending that connection request, from having that conversation, from joining that group, whatever it may be, is that you're like, okay, I know I want to talk to them, but I don't know what I'm going to say. Okay, what if they ask me about myself? Like, I, I don't know how to explain what it is, you know, I've done or what it is that I want to do. So 
that's what we're going to focus on inside of the build your LD network coaching program that second week is really going to be all around your elevator pitch and how do you start to prepare yourselves to connect with people and to have conversations so just know that you know from an elevator's pitch perspective we want to be able to very quickly efficiently uh, and succinctly explain where it is you've been in your career and where it is that you're going and being able to do that within you know 90 seconds or you know two minutes even right because you have to imagine when you're having networking calls with people or maybe you're part of a networking group or you're having conversations, you're not going to have 30 minutes, you know, just to explain your story. Now, it's not like an interview, right, where, you know, it's 30 minutes basically all about you. It's it's not. It's going to be all about them when you're networking. Just a conversation for another day. But um, really, really getting clear on what it is that you have done and what it is you want to do and being able to articulate that succinctly will make you feel, not make you feel, it will give you the confidence to press that connect button, to ask for that coffee chat, to, um, you know, join that meeting or that, that group and speak out loud because you have an elevator pitch to to really talk to and to speak to and one that aligns with what it is you want to do. So first and foremost, you're finding your niche, but then how do we now articulate that uh, to other people? Really, really important. All right. So the next is setting your networking goals. So you can see building your L&D network, the majority of it has to do with you. I'm going to keep going back to that because most people skip these first three steps and jump straight to number four. So the first, the next step, the third step is setting your goals. Um, You heard me mention already leveraging, leaning, and learning. What are your goals? Focusing on each three of those categories. What? How do you want to leverage your network? What does that look like? When you build your dream network, how are they working for you? How is it working for you? What? What are the? How are you able to leverage them? Maybe for some of you, it's leveraging them in terms of you know landing a new job. Maybe for other of you, it's it's leveraging them to learn about new you know technologies. Maybe it's leveraging uh, them to, you know, understand about different companies, whatever it may be, right? How are you planning on leveraging uh, your net, your network? What is your goal in doing that? The next one is learn. How do you want to learn from your network? What does that look like from you? Are you looking to learn a new skill? Are you looking to learn how to do something in particular when it comes to your career transition? Are you looking to learn about a civic role or a civic company again, right? So how are you going to leverage? What do you want to learn? And then lastly, what do you need to lean on them for? And it's really important to think about these three categories. And maybe you don't hit all three, right? There, uh, I say this to my clients all the time. There's a lot of freedom within the frameworks that I give. If you're like, I don't really need to lean on them, but I definitely need to leverage and learn, or I don't really need to learn, but I need to leverage and lean. That's totally fine, right? You don't have to hit all three, but I do want you to sit with yourself and ask yourself when it comes to creating your network, how do you want to leverage them? What do you want to learn from them? And what what do you need to lean on them for? And Try to answer all three of those questions if you can, because that now sets that goal for you. So when you think about connecting with someone, interacting with someone's post, post maybe posting something yourself, having a conversation, joining a community, going to an event, right? Even you know, be out of you know LinkedIn and beyond, right? You now can think, okay, does this align with how I want to leverage my network? Yes or no? Does this align with what I want to learn from my network? Yes or no? This align with how I want to lean on my network? Yes or no? And using those as gut checks because what happens is, and I, it was so funny because I posted this on, I think on LinkedIn and on Instagram. 
I'm new on Instagram too. So come follow me there at the overnight trainer. Would love to have you. Um, but I posted about a, a win from one of my clients last week. I just I love, well, I love and adore all my clients, um, but I love and adore this person because the win that they were celebrating, and I always encourage people to celebrate the, my, the moments, not just the milestones, but the moment that this client was celebrating was that she used to, whenever she would see someone that would post about an open role or post about you know their experience, this is a, uh, I think like a pivoting group of higher edu- higher educators who have, who have pivoted out, um, who've posted about pivoting out, who have posted about their own experience that she would always in the past go and connect with them and have conversations with them. And she would leave feeling more confused than ever because she was just basically co- collecting connections, right? Collecting conversations that she didn't have, you know, she didn't know her niche. She never ele- elevator pitch and there was no goal in mind. And so now that she has goals in mind as far as what networking looks like for her, what her niche looks like, she's really, really, really capable and confident in looking at a, at a, added an opportunity, whether it's an opportunity to connect with someone or to learn from someone or to leverage someone or to lean on someone and to actually ask herself, is that the opportunity for me or is it just an opportunity? And not every opportunity is for you. Not every opportunity is aligned. And so having your goals when it comes to your networking is really, really, really important because without that, right, it's really hard for you to be able to tell, is this going to be a conversation that's worth my energy? And I tell this to my fast trackers all the time. We have a finite amount of energy. It is not infinite. We only have a certain number of hours in the day. A certain amount of energy that we have. A lot of the things when it comes to growing in your career or career transitioning take up a lot of energy. So you have to be really, really, really conscious about where you're spending your energy. And also consider it too, right? Because if you are just connecting people left and right, well, what's happening is is you're you might be taking time away from someone who is more aligned with that person to talk to, right? And if you can actually look at it and say, hmm, you know what, that's a great opportunity, but it's not the opportunity for me, doesn't align with what I'm trying to leverage, learn, or, or lean on when it comes to my network and doesn't align with my niche, well, give it just the opportunity to someone who does, right? Maybe that person, maybe that person only has, you know three slots available. When you take that, right, just for the sake of taking it, well, what does that do for other people, right? So I really want you to think about that. And the more, I really wish more people operated this way. So I hope every single person comes to uh, this program in the world. Uh, Because when we're much more intentional about it, right, and respect our time and the time of others, there's actually so much more to go around. But when we have that scarcity mindset of like, if I don't talk to this person, I'm going to lose on this opportunity. And if I don't you know, reach out to that person, I'm going to lose out on this. And like, it's just, it's such a scarcity mindset to be in of like, it's never enough. And I'm not, it's, you know, if I, if I miss that opportunity, it's the opportunity. And there's hundreds and millions and thousands of opportunities out there for you. And so it, it's okay. It's actually good if you're, when you're able to look at opportunities and say, Hey, this isn't the right one for me, but it, great, now it's opening up the the doors for it to be the right one for someone else. And it's saving my energy to find the right opportunity for me, right? It's a total, total win-win. So without setting your goals, without knowing what it is you're actually out there to achieve when it comes to building your L&D network, it's spaghetti at the wall. I talk about that a lot. And this is a big piece where I see, especially now more than ever, I don't know what's, what has quite happened. Um, I need to spend some time researching it, but 
I've just seen this huge, huge push as regards to like connect with everyone. And you know, you know where it came from? I know where it came from. The whole like social Saturday movement. And while I understand it, kind of, <laughs> I understand where it was born from. I think, again, it just creates, uh, it, it actually, it, it just creates the idea that it's quantum quantity over quality and when it comes to building your network it's that quality right it's that going back to your goals and saying hey a quality network for me is going to be one that I can leverage from learn from and lean on in my terms right based on what it is I want to do so yeah that just came into my mind I think that's really where it came from of the the push to just connect with everyone and have conversations with everyone and it's it's scarcity masked in abundance and that's the scariest kind of scarcity. So if you are someone who is operating in that, I really want you to ask yourself, like, am I focusing on quality or am I focusing on quantity? And trust me, I'm a, as someone who's a creator, I, I get the allure of the numbers and the connections, trust me. But I also have to always ask myself, you know, is this quantity or is it quality? Because I could have 100,000 people following me, connecting with me, but if they're not quality people, if they're not my people, if they're not you guys, right, then what does it actually matter, right? So same thing when it comes to building your building your network, right? If you have a thousand, I have clients who, you know, have connected with thousands and thousands of people and can't leverage their network for anything. And I have clients who have 49 connections and they're all high quality and they're leveraging the shit out of them, right? So really, really keep that in mind that it is such a quality game instead of a quantity game. And for those of you that know me, you know I will play that game all day long in everything we do. I was just talking to a client about it this today and she's about you know, the amount of roles that she's finding. And I said, if you're not finding a lot, if you're finding a few, that's a good thing. You're finding a few that are really, really aligned with you. That's a good thing. Quality over quantity. Always, 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 always wins. All right. So step four, build your network. So you can see <laughs> one, two, and three, it's all about you. It is all about you. You have to do the work. Otherwise, you're going to have a willy-nilly network that is going to do literally nothing for you. So you're wasting your time if you don't do step one, two, and three. So step four. And building your network. There's lots of different ways that you can do this. Um, and, you know, it's really interesting because I come from the point of view of being an extrovert, uh, if you haven't, if you can't tell. Uh, <laughs> and so I did a really, really great uh, podcast podcast episode a few months back with uh, Christy Wood. So, um, and we talk a lot about how to network and, and build your network as an introvert. And so I'm going to borrow some of the things that she said in there too, because there are lots of different ways to build your network and we're gonna explore all of these ways inside of the Build Your L&D Network program. We're really gonna to look to at your networking style. Um, that's something that I'm working on for this program. And, and again, it's based off looking at, you know, my, my clients over the last couple of years, you know, noticing that even if you're introverted or extroverted, some people have just like different styles when it comes to what works for them as far as networking and what really, really feels intentional with them. So there's lots of different ways for you to actually build your network. So I'm going to go through a couple of those today and the rest we're going to go through inside of that program. So of course, there's the connecting one-on-one -on, -one on LinkedIn, right? So 
reaching out to people, once you figure out what your niche is, you have your elevator pitch, you know what your goals are going into these conversations. Well, now you can start to find people again, like I said earlier, who share who share your same box and who you can you know learn from, who you can leverage, who you can lean on and connect with them one-on-one. Have You have that elevator pitch in your pocket, having those questions and being able to understand and learn more about their journey. Um, so inside the program, I'm gonna teach you all about those one-on-one connections and how to set them up um, so you both are successful. So it's fun and engaging for both of you. There's also um, following people, right? So maybe you're not ready to send them a connection request, uh, but again, following them and, and even further than that, right? Like following them and maybe engaging in their content. That is one way to build your network, to follow someone, to, you know, understand, hey, this is a way I can learn from them or leverage them or le- you know, lean on them and engaging in the content that they that they create and that they produce. Now, what I will say when it comes to your connections, when it comes to following people, I always, always, always encourage you all to follow the rule of thirds. Uh, it's one of my early, early, early podcast episodes that I did. Um, I think it's like the maybe the fourth podcast episode, third maybe, third or fourth, really early on. I actually... Uh, fun fact about that episode, I recorded it in uh, the bathroom of the apartment we moved in. We first moved to Austin because we had no furniture and everywhere else was so echoey. Um, we had cement floors <laughs> in the whole apartment and it was the only place I could get a decent uh, decent sound. So if you, if you listen to that episode, uh, now you have a, a little behind the scenes of me just kind of sitting on the bathroom floor. <laughs> recording that. But I want to go through really quickly what the rule of thirds is. And we're going to focus on this a lot inside of the program. So rule of thirds is that when you look at your network as a whole, this is a good auditing tool too. Um, I'm actually going through right now with my network and auditing it using my own rule of thirds. So the rule of thirds is this. A third of your network should be people who are in, in the type of role that you are either in if you're in L&D or the role that you want to be in next if you are transitioning into L&D, right? So if you're already in L&D, you want people who are kind of at your same level, who are doing what you're doing, um, where you you know can join in on the conversation, um, who really understand what you're doing and you understand what they're doing, right? So you're that kind of, that common ground that you have. And if you're transitioning in, right, you really want to focus on, okay, what's that role that I'm transitioning into um, or those roles, right, inside of my niche and starting to utilize that to learn to speak the language. So a lot of people where they go wrong, especially if you're a career transitioner, if you're transitioning into L&D, where I see most people go wrong with this is that they the majority of their network are other people transitioning into learning and development. And you then just get in this echo chamber of just bad, <laughs> bad information, the echo chamber of um, negativity, right? A lot of negativity can come from that. People are posting, you know, all about their interviews or what's not working for them. And so it's a really, really, really bad loop to be in, which we want to get you out of. Um, so it doesn't mean you can't follow any other career transitioners. Of course, like you can. Um, we'll talk about that in the in the, the last third, oh, kind of where that fit, where that fits in. But if you are transitioning in, you want to follow people. A third of your network should be people who are doing the type of jobs that you want to transition into. And if you're already in L and D, a third of your network should be people who are doing the job that you're doing right now. So that 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 even playing field from both sides. Okay, the next third are going to be people who are a step 
above one, one, two, and possibly three steps above those people. I would say one, one and two is kind of a, a, a good, a good, a good place to be. So let's say, for example, that, you know, you're looking to, uh, maybe right now one of the role, a role that you're in, maybe you're a learning experience designer. And so the next level above that is going to be a learning experience design manager or instructional design manager or a senior learning experience designer, right? So you're one third of your network should be people who are in the next role or the next two steps, right? Ahead of that role that you're either looking to transition into or that you're in right now. And we're going to go through all the reasons for it inside of uh, the program, but Really, the gist is, is A, you want to be learning from those people, right? That is the next level. You want to see what are the conversations they're having at that level. And also, those people are usually the ones, for those of you looking to to move into new roles, who are posting about new roles on their own team. So the more that you can start to network and have those conversations, when something does pop up, right, you're front of mind for them because you've already been connected, you've already been engaging, you maybe have had a one-on-one with them, right? So it's not about connecting. You can see here too that what I'm not what I'm not saying is people who are hiring for roles, people who are recruiting for roles. That's not part of the rule of thirds at all. Right? That's a bad strategy, a very bad strategy. Um I'll talk about that why in a second. So your second third are people who are in the position above, maybe two positions, possibly three positions above the role that you're either in right now or the role that you're aspiring to be in. Okay. Your last third are people who inspire you. That's it. People who inspire you, who motivate you, make you feel good, make you feel happy, make you feel positive. People who, maybe some thought leaders who really give good advice, advice that aligns with you. Um, but yeah, positive. And that's where, you know, if you're transitioning in, maybe there's a couple other transitioning educators who uh, you really align with and who whenever they post, you're like, I really love that. That makes me happy. I, I love to see when they post. Um, but if you're noticing over and over again that people are posting things and you're like, okay, this does not fit into any of my rules of thirds right now. It is not someone who is in a role that I want to be in. It is not someone who is in a, you know, a higher role than that. And it's not someone who's, you know, inspiring me, then unfollow. There's that button. You can unfollow someone. You can mute someone. You can block people. Okay. Remember your network is your house. That's it. You get to decide who comes in and you get to decide who leaves. So same thing. You also, like I said, you didn't hear me mention that any and any of those thirds is people who are actively hiring for jobs, recruiters who are actively recruiting for jobs. Terrible, terrible strategy. Uh, if you're only connecting with, I see this a lot, people who come into Fast Track, and they've only been connecting with recruiters. Well, recruiters are posting for tons and tons of different jobs. L&D, they might not even have an L&D arm, or maybe they hired for their L&D role and that was the only role that they have. So now you're connected to someone who, A, you really can't learn from, B, you can't leverage, and C, you can't lean on, right? This person is not helping you in any way, shape, or form. So you'll notice that I did not mention those in the rule of thirds because that does not fall into the category of leveraging, leaning, and learning from. Because they're posting for lots of different roles. So how can you leverage them if they're posting for a role for a data scientist and you want to be a learning facilitator? It doesn't work that way. So again, a whole episode on that. We're going to dive deep into that inside of the Build Your LED Network coaching program. Um, so we're really going to focus on that. All right. So connect, follow people. Again, rule of thirds. 
join communities. So I, I post about this often. I post about this last week too, if anyone saw my Hamilton post, um, but joining communities. Uh, you know, there's the talent development think tank. I'll post the link to that. I'm actually speaking at their conference later this month, which I'm so excited about. Um, but uh, there's a talent development think tank. There's an uh, association for talent development. There are LinkedIn groups all around different niches and areas within learning and development and adjacent uh, adjacent industries and adjacent fields. And so joining communities is one, again, not the, but one way to build that network and start to have those conversations. And again, once you know your niche, right? What it is you're actually looking for? What are, your, what are you targeting here? You have your elevator pitch, so you know how to articulate it. You know what your goals are. It's much more easy. It's, it's easier to join a, a community and be able to be an active member of that community and have something to contribute to it and to learn from and to grow from. So you can join communities, and then one of my favorite uh, favorite ways to build your network, again, I got this from, from Christy Woods, is to re-engage, right? Going back through your network and saying, hey, who haven't I talked to in a while? Hey, who can I who can I leverage or who can I lean on or who can I learn from uh, that maybe I haven't talked to in, in, a, in a long time? And people love to hear from you. You know, I actually just reached out to someone. I had a client uh, who was gearing up for an interview and part of the interview process was for her to um the company was really big on social responsibility and she wanted to learn more about it and i someone who i worked with six and a half years ago um ended up you know leading the social responsibility department for the company that i I used to work for many many years ago and in a sense moved on to do incredible work Uh, i was like oh let me reach out to her like i'm I, I I hope I'll hear, I hear back from her. And immediately she was like, oh my gosh, it's like so great to hear from you. Like I've been watching your journey and connected with my client and gave her really great information. And now she's part, they're part of each other's network, right? So just know that you can leverage people who you haven't talked to in a while, leveraging people, you know, connections of people. That's one of the things, you know, that's a big part of the fast track program is that my network becomes your network. And once I get to know my clients and they do, they know in order for me to connect them with people, they need to know what their niche is. They need to, you know, have their elevator pitch. They need to know what their goals are and what it is, you know, what is their North Star. And then they're able to, it's a free for all in my network. And so just know that when you know those things, right, it's so much easier for you to not only leverage like the network you already have, but then leverage a network of the network you already have. So being able to say, hey, I have we have this mutual connection. We both went to school with this person. That's the beauty of LinkedIn too, is how it shows you how you're connected with different people. And so being able to utilize that to build your network. So all of these things and more, what we're gonna focus on inside of the Build Your LND Network program. Again, it is four weeks long, four beautiful weeks that we get to spend together, my friends. Uh, there's going to be, like I said, live coaching sessions, uh, live trainings. There's going to be uh, video module drops for you because I know from a timing perspective too, that's helpful for a lot of you. Daily coaching. So four weeks of daily coaching with me, opportunity to ask questions, get live in the moment uh, uh, questions and answers from yours truly. And we're going to be building your network. You're going to walk away with like this kick-ass network uh, that feels super aligned, that you leverage, you learn from, you lean on, all those fun things. So uh, again, pre-sale ends February 7th, um, the end of the day. So this will go live to the general public on the 8th, 
that's Wednesday. I'll say the 8th of Wednesday, the 8th of, Feb 8th of February, uh, which is Wednesday uh, at the normal price. So if you want to get it on the pre-sale price, it is 444 for four weeks. <laughs> uh, so lucky number four. So get in on that. The price is going to go up on Wednesday. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. I will drop the link in the show notes here. Uh, again, you can also DM me or you can email me hello at the overnight trainer.com with any questions or to get the link to register. So love you all. I cannot wait to build your kick-ass LED network with you and I will see y'all next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If it resonated with you in any way, please let me know by subscribing, liking, and leaving a review. I'd love to hear from you on how you're using these tools, as well as what you want to hear more of. So connect with me on LinkedIn at Sarah Canistra, send me a DM, or email me at hello at theovernighttrainer.com. I can't wait to hear from you. And until next week, stay learning.